Hey, hey, I'm Des. Hey, y'all, I'm Sai. And we're the co-hosts of Let's Talk Sis Podcast, where we truly believe that together, empowered women can transform their lives. Join us for heartfelt stories, enlightening conversations, and a whole lot of accountability along the way. Hey, hey. Hey, y'all. Um, yeah, so we're here with episode five. Mm-hmm. We are talking about moving away from your hometown. Yeah, and how not to move back. Yeah. I don't know, y'all, because I'm on the brink, so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was say, how you talking about how not to move back? Um, yeah, but we're talking about moving away from your hometown and how it's very beneficial or, like, helpful, I feel like, for your growth. I feel like outside of the fact that it's beneficial, I feel like it is very overwhelming. It is very stressful. It is very... Don't scare them, though. I feel like... Tiring. It is... I'm being honest. Yeah, it is. But I feel like everybody's... Everybody goes through their own... Girl, um, everybody I've been talked to that has moved away is also the same thing, so... Yeah, but everybody goes through their own process. So, what was your experience? What do you feel like... If you could just give like a brief overall mm-hmm. of you moving from your hometown, what was your experience? In totality, I would say that my experience was definitely overwhelming. It was difficult um, only because I was in a new environment and it took a lot of like adapting and mm-hmm. adjusting sure. in so many different areas. So it was like as soon as I thought I was over or adjusting or adapting in one area, mm-hmm. there's this mental factor that is into play. Or maybe it's the physical factor, or maybe it's an environmental factor, or maybe it's an emotional factor, or maybe it's a, spo- a, it's like a spiritual one thing after the next. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe it's a financial factor. So it's like, yeah. it, it was just t- very tiresome if I could sum it up in totality um but i do want to end on a note saying that given the opportunity to be in a position where i you know could make a different decision decision mm-hmm. i wouldn't i would okay. definitely you would do it all again i would do it all over again that's good how was your experience i'm still experiencing it mm. um no so me moving to houston it's something that um, I've been planning to do, like, in my head. Like, oh, I'm going to move to Houston. Mm-hmm. But when I finally made the decision to come here, it wasn't, like, preparation. It was like, oh, I'm moving to Houston, and I moved in, like, two weeks, literally. Mm-hmm. And so I really didn't have, like, I had plans and stuff, but not fully. Not, like, a solid plan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when I moved here, it was just really, like, off the whim and just day by day mm-hmm. living life yeah um i feel like it's like any other new environment it's been times where it got lonely and you know just uncomfortable for sure mm-hmm. but again like i said i'm still experiencing it so i feel like i'm experiencing more of those like just moving blues like within like the last few months mm-hmm. but for sure, overall, I'll do it again a thousand, a thousand, thousand percent. That's good. I will move over and over and over and over again. I recommend everyone tries it. I don't know what my issue is against 
like Philly. I don't really have an issue, but I know for a sure fact that I will move all over the world before I go back there. And that was my mentality of why I even came here to begin with. I knew I didn't really want to stay in Miami, but I knew like I wasn't going back to Philly. So it was like, a, let's see what this place got. And that was like, that's my mentality with a lot of things. I'm still very young. I don't got no kids. So I feel like I could just jump and go. Yeah. <clears throat> like I if, agree. If Houston don't give me what I want within the next year or two, I'm jumping and going. So that's good. Um, I just got to live life. Yeah. Um. So we dived right into the episode without even starting off with the uh-huh. conversational yeah. cart game. So you want to backtrack? Let's talk about it. Yeah, um, so let's pluck a card from Let's Talk Sister. Would you like to go first or? Okay. In what area, this is ironic, given the last episode, but in what area of our friendship do you think I could improve in? That's a good question. Um. Here she go with the dramatic show. <laughs> I'm thinking. I'll be trying to think before I speak these days. So, yeah. I love that for um, you. But I think, I'm trying to think like a, I guess, what would it be like a title of it? I don't know. I feel like you can improve on being empathetic. Mm. I feel like, and maybe I'm saying that t- based on the type of person that I am. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like you don't put yourself in people's uh, shoes. Like, shoes. Mm-hmm. Not even emotionally, just period. Mm-hmm. Um. And not saying, like, that's a necessity, but I think sometimes you should broaden your perspective. Mm. That's good. Yeah. Have you ever felt difficult to love? Yep. In what ways? It says that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> mm. I feel like in all the ways, like in totality. Mm. Do you feel as though you've experienced things that you wouldn't have experienced if you stayed home uh yeah 100 percent. not like no i'm talking about like internally oh well yeah i guess yeah i feel like um i don't think there's any way that you could go through a life changing experience and not change for sure um so for me personally personally i feel like being alone and like having the opportunities to sit in like sincere solitude has showed me so much of me mm-hmm. so I feel like I unlock like a new level of self-awareness mm-hmm. um that I wouldn't have necessarily been able to unlock if I was like at home or in close proximity to like my family and friends yeah um and then outside of that I think that I have gained a new level of like, I'm going to say trust within myself. So not having those people that like, I, I want to say who I consider the most as far as like their opinion, perspective or thoughts or whatever the case mm-hmm. may be in close proximity has kind of forced me to just um, trust myself a little bit more yeah. in decision making processes or just throughout the process of navigating life so for me I feel like those are probably some of the most internal Mm -hmm. uh shifts that have taken place and not even Mm -hmm. only that 
I have grown so much in the sense of having a closer relationship with God that I feel like um, if I was home, I wouldn't have the opportunity. And I don't want to say like friends and family played a huge role in that, but I think solitude did. and proximity because I have a home church like back in Philly so Mm -hmm. not having the opportunity when I initially moved out here to like run to a church essentially just kind of forced me to create my own type of church in my house you know so yeah so and then not even that just the things that I've been through I feel like some of the things I've been through is so surreal that it's like true evidence or a yeah. testament that God is real. So for sure. That's that's my spill. I don't know. I I know you just said um like even being to yourself, it definitely creates a new sense of self awareness. Mm-hmm. I can definitely agree with that. I feel like well for me, some of those things, like those internal things of being so far from home and stuff, it happened for me probably like a year or two ago. Um, when I first moved into my apartment um, in Miami. But what you just said was like about you don't got the people around you that you can run to. Mm-hmm. That's what I realized here. Because even in Miami, like I went to school there. So I had friends and stuff there. So being here, it's like, dang, there's nobody. Like it's just me. Like mm-hmm. So with that and then not knowing nobody and then just being like I guess like an introvert kind of mm-hmm. not even going like socializing and networking like meeting people it's definitely a lot of like internal like growth internal thoughts internal like self-awareness a whole yeah. lot yeah so I don't know what do you feel like if you could give a lesson or like words of wisdom for somebody that's looking to do the same thing that's looking to say like Oh, I've been wanting to leave my hometown, wherever they're from. It don't got to be Philly, anywhere. If they've been thinking about it or contemplating about moving to a new state or a new city, mm-hmm. what is what could be some advice or words of wisdom you'd have for them? Well, I have um, I have advice for the person that's considering or desiring to relocate, mm-hmm. and then I also have advice for the family of the person who is considering mm, to relocate. Um, so the first thing that I would say to the person that's, that has a desire to relocate is to really foster a relationship with God mm-hmm. um, and make sure that you are, I can't even say in the right mental space, but yeah. I feel like that relationship with God that you create before you relocate mm-hmm. or maybe during your transition is what is going to bring you through all of the the transitions the shifts the changes that you're about to endure mm-hmm. and go for it um and then to the family of the person who has a desire to relocate i would say be as supportive as you can whatever that looks like whether mm-hmm. it just be like a listening ear or mm-hmm. words of encouragement or financial support or whatever the case may be be as supportive as you can and then once that person does transition yes they made it out but they didn't make it so mm-hmm. still give them the the space that's necessary to grow like to yeah. actually spread their wings and 
adjust and get acclimated in a new environment because I feel like a lot of times when we and I, when I say we I mean people that have left their hometown when we leave I feel like our family and friends look at us as a form of inspiration yeah which they should I'm not saying they shouldn't but it's also like you made it like you at the top you big bo- you big dog and it's like yeah I made it out but I didn't quite make it yet you know um yeah, so, you know, we was talking about this the other night, and I I can understand both sides of that fence. Definitely, I can understand the family's point of view, though, because like I said the other day, even though it's like, yeah, I made it out, I ain't make it, making it out is enough. For who? The family, or the people that hasn't made it out. That's why you're praised, because you went further than they did. Yeah, in your mind, it's like, oh, I still got more to do, or I still got to get it together, or I still got to do this. I think but that's the problem. From their point of view, it's like, you made it further than me. And that's the reason why I feel like you should be supportive, and you should be um, inspired and motivated yeah. and all of those things. However, I don't think that... I think my the perspective I'm talking about is necessarily just giving the person the space to grow without looking at them for some sort of... Uh, foundational support direction. or direction yeah. or you know I can like that, yeah. they make you like the superhero when you lead a city yeah <laughs> and it's kind of like it dampens your growth essentially a little bit a little bit it does because and that's something that I experienced even like I said when I first left and being in college and you know I left right after high school so a freshman in college I'm still a baby I'm still a kid and literally from then, even though I was in college, but I guess I was like at the time the only one that left the state or left home or went so far, everybody is like, they praise you. And it's like, I'm just trying to call and talk to my family. I'm just trying to get advice. Like, I'm still this child. But like you said, they it, it does dampen your growth just a little bit, though. Mm-hmm. It's like a pro and a con. I mean, like... With everything like else in life. Yeah. But um, what would your advice be to someone that has a desire to relocate? If you ha- if you are interested in moving from your hometown, I think you should prepare yourself. Well, at least try to prepare yourself mentally. This whole starting life over thing, restarting, it's a mind over matter thing. So you're going to experience trials and tribulations. You're going to experience minor setbacks, maybe. Like you're starting your life over. No matter what age you are, what where you at in life, you're starting over. Rather, like you said, it's social or it's financial or it's spiritual, whatever. You are still completely starting over in a new environment that you've never experienced before. So try as much as you can to build your mental to where as though you don't have to be in a new state just figuring out like, oh, I'm by myself. Damn, what I'm going to do? Because that's what I feel like run a lot of people home. And we was talking about that too, like how not to leave. Like if you prepare yourself, I feel like a lot of people just think in their head before they move, oh, I'm going to move and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. I'm going to be Nobody prepares for that mental setback you experience. Well, how do you prepare for something that you have never endured? You don't, you don't, that's why I said you just got to build your mental strength up. Like you got to be, you got to strengthen yourself mentally. And when I say prepare for it, I mean, just when people move, it's like, they don't think it's even a possibility. 
What do you mean possibility? They don't think it's a possibility. Nobody, they don't, you don't think you're going to go through depression. You don't think you're going to ever get sad or get lonely. You don't think. So when you was moving, you never considered. No, I never considered those things. That's insane. Maybe I was just delusional because I've never considered those things. And then when I moved and me personally, I was physically homesick, like physically homesick. Like I was sick and no, I wasn't prepared for none of that. Because in speaking, I also I talk to a lot of people that's moved, that want to move because, like you said, once you move, people think you got it all figured out. So a lot of people be asking me and stuff about that, and it's like, is yeah, I feel like overall it's going to be worth it. So go ahead, move, start over. You need to experience these different aspects of life, but you got to be prepared to not have like i don't want to like i said i don't want to scare nobody but it's not peaches and it's cream. not peaches and cream literally it's not peaches right. and cream like it's not all it's cut up to be yeah it's hard it's harder i personally feel like and well i mean i guess a lot of people probably feel like that but i feel like my life is so much harder than everybody else's mm. well everybody else like at home anyway why do you feel like that because i'm by myself I don't know, maybe like... So what am I, like a tree? <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. No, seriously, like, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, we here now. It's about to be two years. We're not talking about once you move and you two years in. Okay. What am I, like a tree? It's crazy. <laughs> Anyways, I completely understand um, what you were trying to say. <laughs> but, um... I think that we should also talk about some of the reasons why people move essentially. And like, maybe, I don't know. I feel like, you know, people get inspired by seeing other people leave their hometown, Mm -hmm. but sometimes I feel like we aren't logical in the process of like weighing what we're about to gain and what we're about to lose in the midst of a, a transition. Yeah. So what would you say um, are some factors to consider if you're deciding to relocate, especially as, like, a business owner and an entrepreneur? First of all, make sure you got some money. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not, it's no way around that. It's no, like, sugarcoating that. Have some money. Have some money to support your life at least to, like, six months. That's crazy. Maybe four like you know that's understandable but that's crazy to have some money Mm -hmm. because like you said you starting over and then even as an entrepreneur you just gotta net it just depends on the type of person you are too yeah like you gotta hit the ground running that's another thing i I want to say you got to hit don't move to the new state or move to the new city and try to absorb it and try to just sit back and take a little break no can't you afford no breaks. you speaking from experience (laughs) you can't afford no breaks you gotta hit the ground running like Instantly, you got to go on grind time. Yeah. So, I feel like, yeah, I'm definitely speaking from experience. You move to a new place, and it's like, oh, I'm trying to, I want to try all the restaurants and mm-hmm. the, the fun stuff, and I want to see what this city got. And now you run, you went to this new city with your money right, with your money saved up, and now you trying to experience the new city and do all the stuff you shouldn't have did before you even put your feet in the ground. Yeah. So... 
Yeah, when you move, you got to hit the ground running. Yeah. I think that um, depending on the type of person you are, I think that your journey or transition, mm-hmm. wherever you land, um, will be completely different, especially than our our experience. Yeah, sure. um, because we have friends who have transitioned and really just hit the ground running and stuck to their, their plan, um, and they're doing great. I don't right in front of think, our eyes. Yeah, and I don't <laughs> think that they're going through, like, any of the relocation blues or anything like that that we're, we have experienced earlier on in our transition. So I would say that networking is, like, a major key yeah. because you got to think about it. Um, I'm from Philly, and in Philly I had um, – I don't want to say I I was somebody, but like I am somebody, but I had businesses established. Um, and a lot of that was based off of proximity because I did provide a service. So when I did relocate, um, I didn't hit the ground running, which means that I wasn't doing what I needed to do essentially as far as outreach, um, and connecting with local Houstonians and, you know, just making that that shift in, like, my followers and clientele and things like that. So, that definitely affected me you financially. You got to go back to ground zero when you started your business, when you moved to a new city. You literally got to start over from scratch. And I feel like people don't talk about that. Yeah. Especially, people definitely don't talk about that. Because I was just talking to somebody I know that moved here from Miami with a business. And she even said the same thing. It's like... Yeah, my clientele was up there and I was I'm this booked up and I'm this, that, and the third. And just thinking like, oh, I'm going to just post to my audience. Oh, I'm going to Houston or I'm going to this place and they just going to follow me. Mm-hmm. It don't work like that. It doesn't. It don't work like that. You really have to go. To, you was somebody there, but you're going to go to this new place and, and be, be a nobody, nobody at all. Mm-hmm. Like you just the average Joe that just moved from out of town. Yeah. And you gotta make you you gotta make a name for yourself and make a name for your business, just like you did in your hometown. And then obviously, like I, it's going to be harder somewhere new because nobody has an idea who you are. Yeah, and you also don't have the same resources unless they're like global connections. You yeah. you don't have the same resources. So I think that that's something that I could say personally. Mm-hmm. Um, being able to get things done efficiently and yeah. effectively. Hair is not as easy when all my resources are from up north, for sure. But I am definitely uh, proud of where we are today and, like, in the process of realization Mm -hmm. that, like, what we were were accustomed to and what we was doing when we first got here is not and has not been working. So don't – just don't move and prepare to be comfortable. Yeah. Um. I think a lot of people will have an idea, maybe like, oh, yeah, I'm moving to a new state. I will be uncomfortable. Prepare to be uncomfortable, mm-hmm. like, instantly. I don't know. I definitely feel like that's the best advice, though, to hit the ground running when you go. Yeah, I feel like you should definitely hit the ground running. Um, I feel like that's something that I didn't take advantage of. Mm-hmm. And it's so crazy because when I did move, like before I moved, I should say, I did have a solid plan of like what I was going to do, mm-hmm. how I planned on outreaching and things like that. But I think the mental adjustment kind of kicked in a little bit sooner yeah. and it hindered my process. Well, I allowed it to hinder my process in uh, establishing, you know, my clientele and building my business presence here. So, yeah. 
Um, personally, I would definitely agree that hitting the ground running is something that needs to be uh, planned in advance and prioritized mm-hmm. once you do arrive, for sure. Yeah. And then also, I think um, uh, so many of us do it. We just, because I did it. I came to Houston twice before I officially, officially moved here. And the first time I came here, that's when I was like, I'm moving to Houston. So I think what a lot of people should do as well, especially if you do have a business and you are vetting out a state or a city to move to, visit there first. Like, try to get your feet wet. If you can, try to get your feet wet there first mm-hmm. to give you a little head start because even, like you said, you let your, the mental factor hinder you a little bit. Like I said, people are going to experience those setbacks mentally. I feel like regardless, starting, it's not, I don't, it's, I don't think it's a time frame when, whether it's going to be when you first move or whatever, but it's still adjusting. So I feel like if you already got your feet wet in a sense, it's like you already started something there. Mm. So when you move, it's like, okay, you're not doing everything completely at once. Yeah. Um, I think my opinion will probably be a little bit different. Mm-hmm. I would say because of how uh, relevant and dominant social media is, I oh, would yeah, say sure. start shifting your um demographics of yeah. your audience audience from like a geographical standpoint mm-hmm. um start using those hashtags yeah, um to city. say htx or houston texas or whatever the case may be or go on your explore page and put in the location houston texas and mm-hmm. you know start communicating with some of those people who could potentially be clients or yeah. Um, just finding different ways to outreach, I think is very important. And if you can do that virtually, I would say before you even get there, because me personally, I also was here around the same time that you visited. I've been here one other time. And the one time that I did come, Mm -hmm. I came to look for apartments. So I knew that I was moving to Houston before the first time. Cause the first Mm -hmm. time I came here was to look for an apartment. That's how I secured my apartment. So what made you choose Houston? I don't know. I just know I wasn't going to Atlanta, Georgia, (laughs) but, um, nonetheless, I did have a solid plan on how I was going to, like I said, outreach and reach their clientele. And I think, um, sometimes when we have a business or, you know, when we're self-employed or entrepreneurs or whatever the case may be, we are, a lot of us are a one man army. So we think that, the footwork and you know the admin work and all of that other stuff is so overwhelming where we don't operate like a corporate yeah you know establishment so i think that one of the ways that i personally was going to incorporate expanding my clientele was to use um usps they have a postal service where a lot of times we all get that mail or that pretty little flyer inside of the mail um, that we probably throw away or we just look at or whatever the case may be. But I think that's something that's very cost efficient yeah. and very effective when you think about uh, reach. And when you do relocate, I think that looking into where your clientele resides is very important. Mm-hmm. So 
um, before I even moved to Houston, I just thought it was Houston, Texas. You get what I'm saying? So now oh, yeah. I'm living here. You ain't know how broke down it was. Exactly. Yeah. So now I know a little bit more about where my demographic of clientele or who I would like to target, where they reside or what area. Yeah. So really get familiar with that process because you could simply create a postcard and mail it out to, mm-hmm. let's say, 10 different zip codes. And within each zip code, there's... 800 houses houses or businesses or establishments depending on what your business is in that zip code so that's one tip or pointer or gem or whatever you want to call it that i would suggest relocators to use i think that's really good what is your advice as far as people that doesn't have a business and just going to start life over um, personally, I only like to speak from experience because okay. I can't, can't necessarily relate to people, yeah. um, who I don't have some sort of connection. So yeah. it's like, as much as I try to, um, what did you say? Uh, widen my perspective so that I can resonate with people. Essentially, I can only really feel for those who, um, who I have shared an experience or, mm-hmm. you know, s- some type of relativity in some way, shape, or form. So for me personally, if you don't have a business, then I'm not sure Mm -hmm. what your reasoning for locating could be. I feel like it could be so many reasons that you want to relocate, whether it be getting away from what you know or getting away from a toxic environment, whatever the case may be. Um, I think that my advice for someone with a business and my advice for someone without a business Mm -hmm. would be one and the same, which is just to foster a a relationship with God God. because Mm -hmm. only God can see you through this life-changing experience for for sure. sure. Yeah. Okay, so let me ask you this. So why do you feel like the people that do relocate, Mm -hmm. why do you think that they return back home within three to six months? Because they can't stand the test of times. Mm. Um, Like I said, things are going to get hard. It's not going to feel like home. It's not going to be what you know it to be. It's not, you can't just be upset or sad and run to your friends or your loved ones or your close, you know, people that's in a close vicinity. So it's like when you can't take but so much, you go back to what you know. Yeah. And like I said, it's also a mind over matter thing because the reality is I feel like you can get through anything. I personally feel like you can get through anything. Like when you put your mind, well, I think I can get through anything. When I put my mind to doing something, it's going to get done. And I feel like a lot of people turn around and say, oh, I'm going to go back home or I'm going to do this because they don't feel like they could do it. Or they feel like they could do it, but it's just going to take too much time or too much work. Like I said, they go back to what people go back to what they know. This is, I'm speaking off of like, People I know that's actually done this. I can't say it's the same for everybody. Because mm-hmm. I'm sure everybody got, like, their different reasons. But it's definitely, like, you know, you run back to what's easy, what you know, what's comfortable. So Yeah. That's what I think, anyway. Because that's definitely the easy way out. Since I've been here in Houston, I haven't, um, I mean, I thought of, I thought of leaving. But I never thought of, like, about going back home. But when I first left home, I thought about going back home a lot, like within my first year or two, mm-hmm. because it was like, all right, I'm going like I'm just I'm socializing. I'm meeting new friends. I'm meeting new people. 
cool i'm rebuilding my business i started rebuilding my business when i got to school cool it's like but at home i'm getting people like where you like just i don't know it's just easier it's money home it's comfortable home it's family home it's friends home that's like safe haven Mm. um i think something that i appreciate so much now that i don't live in philadelphia is that when i am away from home like here in houston Mm -hmm. i miss it so much and it has taught me that home like women really harbor a gift of creating a home within a house and i think i didn't realize that um until i was by myself um i didn't really realize that my mom was home like i don't care if my mom is in houston she's in new york she's in philly what I the like it's a feeling that yeah. she produces that is so comfortable and so home like that it's mm-hmm. like I really just understand under like got the opportunity to understand like okay how do you turn a house into a home and I yeah. think that that's something for me that I can say is rewarding because soon I plan on having a family you know and the kids yeah. and and a husband where it's like I'm happy that I could provide I know how to provide that space yeah. you know. Because when I first moved here, it wasn't like, it wasn't homely, you know? So. You got to make it home. Yeah. And that's what I think a lot of people do too, because people don't know these things and they don't realize that home to them was made home to them. Mm -hmm. And they feel like, oh, wherever I go, it's just going to be just that until they realize it's not that. And people don't always come to that understanding or awareness like you did that you got to make it home and it just feel like it's not comfortable. So yeah. it's not for me. Yep. And I am like a year and seven months into my transition. And I want to say the first 365 days literally like came to take me out. Like <laughs> um, I'm literally just now feeling like home. Mm-hmm. And like when I say home, I mean all across the board, like, I see so much clearer now um, within myself. Like, my relationship with God has been tested Mm -hmm. for sure, but I never, like, like, wavered. It it has been unwavering faith. So I could say I definitely grew in that area. But outside of that, Mm -hmm. I feel like it just all makes sense. Like, it all came together for the greater good. Like, everything that happened within the last past year and a half Mm -hmm. it makes sense today like why um and i'm grateful that i was able to endure and get through to be able to even see the light that was at the end of the tunnel because a lot of people don't get to do like don't make it to that point for one and for two i didn't know what was on the other side of the tunnel so Mm -hmm. i'm happy that i even seated yeah seated through to even be able to say you know what I've been been through some shit, but it was, you know, it really was, it was worth it. Like, that's what I think I've come to that about probably like six months to a year ago that I used to question every single thing, but now it's just like, God ain't going to do me like that. Like everything is for a reason. Mm -hmm. Even the hardest times, it's like when I go through really hard times, like I would say my last six months, I don't, I ain't had no hard life. Like I ain't had, I did not have no hard life. So when I go through stuff, it's like, all right, if I've never been through this, how would I have known 
to do this or how would I know how to maneuver through difficulty if I never experience it? Mm-hmm. I can't expect to go to these high levels and experience these crazy great things when I've never experienced the difficulties or the setbacks or the the bad moments. So I'm even, I'm most grateful for my worst moments because they teach me the most every time. Yeah. Every single time. Yeah. I think I'm at the point where it's just like, I don't even be shook or I don't even be upset. I don't be mad. Mm-hmm. I don't be scared. It's like, oh, all right. Like, cool. Yep. <laughs> like, I know it's a, it's a, it's a clock on. ticking mm-hmm. behind this matter where it's going to, it's going to pass. Like, yeah. it's going to expire. Every, like, everything's going to be all right. Like, I don't know how to explain it, but um just being able to remain in a constant state of gratitude while you're in the midst of the storm is something that i think is a major key and that don't even have nothing to do with with relocation but just in general like through anything in life being able to maintain a posture that is built off of a solid foundation is like i don't know yeah Something I remember all the time, and I say this all the time, like, when you're going through something, you're going to get through it. Like, if it's not going to kill me, like, this is not going to take me out, I'm going to come through it, I'm going to get through it, and I'm going to survive it. And, I mean, this is very cliche, but I say it a whole lot, like, would you stressing or upset or sad over something if you can't instantly change it in a moment? Mm-hmm. Like, if I can't physically snap my finger to make this situation better, why would I sit here and cry about it? Yeah. And um, I think I just posted it in the community, the uh, Bible verse mm. about tomorrow having essentially, like, its own worries. Yeah. So, utilize today to attack today. Yeah. Like, you know, pay attention to what's in front of you yeah. um, directly and Try your best to stay in the present tense because uh, when I first moved, I found myself going down memory da- memory lane way yeah. too often and just that puts you in depression to... too. Mm-hmm. Like that, that messes you up a lot. Yeah, um, just wanting to kind of relive a lot of moments that I felt like was extremely good, or mm-hmm. maybe just wanting to be where I was essentially. Yeah. Um, and then also looking ahead, just kind of like, well, when I was home, I was doing this and I was moving at this speed. Now, you know, life is slow for me down here. Yeah. Down south is real slow pace, personally. Great. And then for me, it, it's yeah. it's slow, you know, being mm-hmm. transparent. So it's like looking ahead, like, okay, I'm not, I'm not working fast enough. I'm not doing enough. I'm not mm-hmm. going to get to where I aspire to yeah. be at the rate that I am. So I think just shifting my perspective within the last six, seven months to just being present. Mm. Um, yeah. Focus more on what is and not what was. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I found myself doing that a whole lot, especially when I came here. Um, that's why I keep saying six months. Cause I've been here for, I think about a year now, almost a little over a year. And I did that a whole lot, just going down memory lane often, over and over and over again. And then it doesn't make it any better with the people that I left behind doing the same thing. Just, oh, remember this when you was here? Remember that? And it it sometimes brings up, like, regret a little bit. Mm. Um, And then, like you said, you got to realize, like, well, I got to realize 
Like I said, everything happens for a reason. And I don't feel like God would have brought me here to just basically send me like send me back down the same thing, like the same spiral again. I feel like everything is, I don't know. I don't know the reason yet. I think we just said this on the other episode. Like, I don't know the reason for it yet, but it's going to make sense one day. Mm-hmm. And um, something else that I'm going to talk about that had really, really affected me earlier on in my transition mm-hmm. is when your family, your friends, or whatever, whoever, I want to say, whoever's opinion matters in your life, but yeah. when they're the ones that's like, well, you was just doing this, that, and the third. You were so successful here and this, that, and the third. Why would you move there just for shit to be slow? Yeah. Or why would you move there where all your, where all your emotion is back, you know, yeah. back home? And it's like, if I ain't learned nothing else, mm-hmm. I learned to stop valuing money. My perspective on money has changed so so much within the past two years mm-hmm. to the point where it's like yeah money is to- a tool and yes yeah, it's essential mm-hmm. but i'm also not going to miss out on being present i'm not going to miss out on the opportunity to show up for others yeah. for that you know for that sake i feel like um and I also look at making money totally different. I don't know if I got lazy because of the pandemic or what it is, but I just feel like it's money. I feel like money really has everything to do with energy, if it's that makes it. sense. Like, I feel like you don't have to chase money. Like, I feel like oh, before yeah. I was like hustle culture. Like, I was going to say hustle culture did that. Yeah, like I'm overbooking myself. I am missing out on events and not showing up for the people that I love because it's like I got to work or I got to do this or this event will make me 2,500 real quick. So let me just take this, you know? So I think my perspective, I feel like the greed, Mm -hmm. I'm not sure if it was greed for me personally, but a part of me does. But the need for greed has decreased tremendously, you know? I'm so grateful that, God has provided for me in the moments that seemed like really just like how I'm going to make, you know, how I'm going to turn nothing into something. It happens every time. Literally. So <laughs> it I happens think, every single time. Exactly. So I feel like after um, being in a situation like that, you know, mm-hmm. it kind of just shifted my perspective and my relationship with money. And um, how does that feel? Um, like that you're aware of it. How does it feel? It doesn't feel good. It feels good for me, but it doesn't feel good because with a narr- with awareness mm-hmm. comes the opportunity of a wider uh, perspective mm-hmm. and clearer vision. Right. Mm-hmm. So now I'm watching people around me who I love be in the same place where I was. So now it's like. We don't even connect when it comes to this topic, you know? Yeah. Because you hustle, 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 and now you're looking at me like I'm lazy or like or like I'm not working hard enough or like, yeah. you know, all of these things. But it's like I just changed my mind. Like <laughs> I don't feel like I should be working 21 yeah. hours in a day. Yeah. Consistently and unprovoked. Like, you know, just because I need extra just when because. when all my needs are supplied, you yeah. know? Um, so yeah, I get that. 
I feel like that that's something that I'm hoping that my tribe will catch on to eventually. I mean, but everybody, it's kinda, everybody has their own journey. Yeah, for sure. But it's also kind of hard when you in survival mode. Very true. So very true, and that's how most people are these days. They're in survival mode. Yeah, I think we all are in mm-hmm. a certain extent. Um, to a certain extent. Like I said, everybody has their own journey, and everybody has their own experience. And that don't mean that it's gonna stop for people. Like people be in hustle culture, survival mode through their whole life, through their whole life. Yeah. So I don't know. I feel like for me personally. I definitely experienced that, but I burnt myself out so many times over and over and over again to where, um, especially when I, like, like I said, when I came with the idea to move to Houston, I ain't really had no plan. And I, I kind of planned to come here and chill for a little bit. Like it probably wasn't the best plan. Don't do it. I don't recommend it, but I felt like it was a break. Like it was going to be a breath of fresh air. Because, mm, burnt out, like, doing 50 things at once all the time. And like you just said, everything is together. You got more than what you need, what you still doing all that for. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Everybody definitely have their own experience. I feel like you made a really good point when you said that um, some people have been in survival mode their whole entire life. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's exactly why there will always be a disconnect. Until that person is taken out of their environment and forced to relocate. Like, you always yeah. going to look at me like I'm not working hard enough. Or, like, I'm, like, I got lazy. Or I'm just, like, you know, like, I don't want it that bad. But it's also, like, you don't understand what it's like to be removed out of survival mode. And for things to have a slower pace. And for me not to have to, you know. I think that's to each his own as well, though. Because to say they won't experience it until they've been taken out of their environment and experience something new. I know plenty of people that was taken out of their environment. Like you was just talking about our friend that moved. Ain't nothing changed for him. It wasn't slow. It wasn't hustle mode enhanced, if anything. So I don't think just taking you out your environment can say like, oh yeah, you got to get out your environment to feel what I feel. No, I'm not. I'm talking about as far as like survival mode, like that mentality Mm, that's associated with it. Not like, working or anything like that and and going and even referring back to our friend i feel like the way that he works is completely different now than it is than it was back when we were all back in philly so there's definitely been a a shift in mindset so me going back to saying like even the way i look at making money now is completely different that's evident in the way that he he shows up and he you know he does what he has to do i feel like um we all experience that shift but for me i'm talking about mindset like that survival mode uh breeds trust issues it it breeds a disposition that is associated with negative emotions it breeds like a lot of things that you won't be able to identify until you are put in a new environment or isolated because Mm -hmm. me moving down here I didn't realize how standoffish up north people were or how rude we were. You get yeah. what I'm saying? Until I'm put down south where it's like, these people nice as hell. They got manners. Mm-hmm. They're like, they speak. Like, I'm not used to that. Yeah. I'm really not used and to it. And they're looking so. at you like, what's your attitude? What's your problem when that's like normal? Yeah, that's just my normal that's disposition. You know. Exactly. Yeah. So that's, that's more so what I'm talking about. But I think that this was a really good so um, conversation. And... 
my goal is that at least one person could benefit oh from, you know, a gem or a lesson that we share with with you from our own personal experience yeah. because baby. <laughs> um, I also wanna say, like she said, hopefully that you were able to take something from this conversation. And also feel free to reach out and ask any type of questions. Don't yeah. like like we said, we don't got it all figured out, but we have experience. Um and yeah, if you want, I guess, any We gotta end it off advice. with advice. A word of advice for a sister. A word of advice from me will be to go with your instincts. Um, don't be scared. Like I said, everything you go through, you're going to get through. You will never be in the same exact emotion, the same exact position forever. Never. Now, I'm not saying it'll always get better. Sometimes it could get worse. But you're never going to be in the same spot forever. So just don't let the now scare you of what's to come, from what's to come. You always got to just move on, move forward. That's good. Um, I think my word of advice would be to stick to your plan um, and really just find a way to create that discipline that you need mm. to show up for yourself and get the things done that you would like to get done. Yeah. I feel like without discipline and without um, a foundation from a higher power, there is literally no way on God's green earth you will be able to prosper. And that is something that I know to be a fact. Yeah. Thank you guys for tuning in again to yet another episode of their sister Let's Talk podcast. If mm -hmm. you guys are interested in any sponsored episodes, please do not hesitate to reach out to us via email or yeah. social media. If you are interested in purchasing of any of our merchandise, please head over to www.theirsisterletstalk.com. We have our conversational card game and personal organizers in stock. Yes, yes. Bye. Thanks for watching. Toodles. Thank you so much for tuning into our podcast, Let's Talk Sis, with Des and Sa. Stay connected by following us on all of your favorite social media platforms. And don't forget, use hashtag Dear Sister Let's Talk to find us. Wait, before you go, head over to our website or our Instagram and join our interactive community for a daily dose of sisterhood where like-minded women fellowship, encourage, and create a safe space amongst one another. See you inside, sis. Toodles. Bye.